What's up, folks? This is Jimmy Thorpe for Breathe Upon Waking. I am really excited about the guest I have with me here today. <laughs> Set your expectations much lower, folks. <laughs> Come on. So I first heard this guy's voice a long time ago. I, I can't pinpoint the year exactly, but I'm, I'm wondering if it was high school years for me. You can stop right there, James, because you just made me feel so old. Oh, come on. Thank you. I first heard you when I was seven, and I'm 38 now. Thank you, James. Thank you. Anyway, sorry about the aging. This is... Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I get it all the time. I, I, will do, I do have a quick story for you. I know you have a whole list of, of questions, but I really did feel old. I have been, I've been on the radio now since 2001, uh, officially, full-time on the radio since 2001, but I've been mobile DJing since 1992 or three. I don't even remember when it started. I was still in high school when I was mobile DJing. And um, earlier in my career, I DJed a lot of bar and bar mitzvahs. Um, like the, the early 2000s, man, I was like Mr. Mitzvah uh, across New England. And I still do bar and bar mitzvahs here and there. But um, about a year ago, um, I had this young lady call me up and she's like, hey, Nazzy, um, you probably don't remember me, but um, you, you did my bat mitzvah um, and I'm getting married now. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. And she goes, I, I've never forgotten you. I've never forgotten how, how special you made me feel and how, what a great day it was. Um, I'd be honored if you DJ my wedding. Oh, really? And I did. Wow. And it was just surreal. That's full circle. It really was surreal because she was because you're 13 when you get bat mitzvah, and she was now 27, 27. I can't do the math. Hold on, that would be a lot of years later. A lot. And and she remembered me, but it just it it really made me feel so special. Even her parents, her mom came in, gave me a big hug. Her her older brother, who's in the military now, came in. He gave me a hug. I'm like, oh my oh, god, that's dude, cool. You, you were nine, um, right? When I saw you last, and yeah. Um, it just, it, it, it really, you know, validated the fact that, that I, I, I feel I've made a, a, the right choice in my career path. That's great. Yeah. You certainly have someone to remember me like that and yep. the impact I made on their life. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Hey, welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Um, brother. and I've talked to a couple of people about you and, <clears throat> and everything that I've heard is I was at a wedding and, uh, that guy did the wedding and he was awesome. That was fun. And positive and all that stuff so yeah it seems like you're you're leaving a good mark out there i have fun you know every single wedding is different your wedding is different than his wedding i wondered about that because they're not the same yeah you know and and that's the beauty of it and 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 that's my attitude i don't go in with a cookie cutter this is how we do weddings sure um i go in with the attitude of james what do you want at your wedding Mm -hmm. and i make it happen you know, and I, but I bring my fun to it, and, and I'm having just as much fun as you are, mm-hmm. and that's what it's all about. That's interesting because I didn't. I met with a couple of DJs back when I got married a long time ago, yeah. and uh, and I remember a couple of them being like, "This is how I do it," <laughs> and then some others that were, you know, "What would you like out of this?" Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, I do a certain the way I do my wedding mm-hmm. is the way you want it. Is the is the correct answer? Do you That's know cool. what I mean? Tailor made. I mean, yeah, I mean there are certain things that I do at all the weddings. Just my my personality and how I do an intro and everything. That's how I do it. But there are weddings where they don't want that. I've got a couple of weddings coming up this summer where they don't want me to say one word on the microphone, and I'm good with that. You know, and that's that's my strong point. I mean, that's my personality coming mm-hmm. across, and they don't want it. Do you get folks that say 
you know, no chicken dance, no, yes. none of the funny games. Okay. So, and it's funny you should bring that up because I just talked with a bride the other day. Um, I encourage playlists. So, for example, when I send you out all the information about your wedding, I encourage uh, you know, making a page of, of songs that you do want to hear, songs that are special to you and your wife, songs that are special to you and your mom, and same thing, bride and her dad and her friends. But then I also encourage a do not playlist. I, Smart. I, I definitely encourage that because I don't want to... I don't want to find out the hard way that you don't like the Macarena. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't want right. to find out that you don't really want this music played. So we spend a lot of time talking about Do Not Play. Um, unfortunately, Chicken Dance is the number one Do Not Play. <laughs> uh, Electric Slide comes in behind that, YMCA. All those line dance, yep. you know what I mean? Uh, those songs, they're starting to get very played out and people right. don't want to hear them. But then you get the other side where people are like, hey man, uh, you gotta play. You gotta play the hokey pokey, and I'm like, well, <laughs> if the mood calls for it. I oh, would. really? Yeah. yeah. But um, th- yeah, I encourage that, man. You know, that's good. Come what you don't yeah. want to hear. Teach his own. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's your wedding. Cool. It's not my wedding. Cool. You know. So you you know you've been working the microphones for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and and you're still on the radio today. But how did you start out? So accidentally, I was delivering pizza to a radio station and uh, they said, do you want a job? And I came in and the rest was history. No. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> James, James I was like, almost Wait. bought that for a minute. Um, no, no. No. No, not at all. I actually went to school for television broadcasting. I've always, when I was in high school, I was always involved in the theater and my local television and local broadcast. Um, then I went to school for television. When I went to, uh, I got in uh, as broadcasting major um, and one of the first things the instructor told me was you're too short to be on TV, <laughs> and I'm like, have you seen Ryan Seacrest? You have a radio body, radio <laughs> yeah, face. I, I didn't realize that, and, and I'll tell you, it, it hurt. Like I'm like, wow, I bet. that that really crushed crushed me. Um, it, you know, it 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 kind of sucked, but but I wasn't totally turned away from being in broadcasting. It, it was then at at that school. I went to the Art Institute in Boston, um, where I discovered radio. They said, well, look, you have to take some radio classes. Um, that instructor changed my life because he was a radio DJ back in the 70s and 80s in Boston, and he said that he got to wear his slippers and pajamas to work every day. <laughs> Ain't that a and I'm like, sold. Yeah, right? Sign me up. Let's go. Um, and it was great. And, you know, it, it, and the other thing that's different about radio, we're, we're, we're on TV, you know, you have visuals and you can put a set and you can, you know, put all these things to tell your story. But on radio, it's just your voice. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or sound effects. And I felt it was more challenging and it was more appealing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, where, like for example, we did a whole, um, uh, like a whole Christmas special and I made it sound like there were a, a room full of party people and noise. It was all just sound effects. It was like me and my co host. You <laughs> know, fun. theater of the mind. But people were like, oh wow, Nazi, that sounded like a great party. Yeah. And it wasn't. <laughs> and in fact, even the sound effects were me. I, I was able to manipulate it I, beforehand. I recorded myself making some noises, yep. and then I kind of layered it. Oh, and wow. it was all me. That's cool. So I mean, it was a party. It, it was, was a party of one. It was a party. <laughs> um, and and I mean, and but but that's that's the creativeness. So basically, what I do, I'm like an artist, and and my canvas is the radio, mm-hmm. and I create, I paint, and I love it. That's cool because yeah, when I grew up, and and actually for a really long time, to me, being creative was coloring. Drawing, it still is. painting, yeah. it still is. Yeah. But there are so many other elements and so many other arenas where you can be creative. Right. Yeah. And and this is this is absolutely one of them. That's you cool. Know? I mean, I can't draw. 
if you ask me to draw a you know a portrait right now, you get a stick figure. Yeah. But um, you know, and the other thing too, which, which people think is very crazy, I love to mobile DJ. I can't mix. I'm not a good mixer. Okay. I also can't read or play music. I'm envious of you, James. How many different <laughs> instruments can you play? Just the one. Just the guitar. Just the guitar. But I, I can't. Yeah. I can't read music, yeah. and and it's it's shocking to a lot of people. But there's so much more to it. There's creating an element. There's creating a mood. There's creating an energy, uh-huh. and that's both DJing on the radio and mobile DJing. Uh-huh. You know, and, and that's that's what I do. No, yeah. what if you get a block, and what if you've done this, you know, a uh, hundred days in a row, and you're like, you know, I don't know what to do tomorrow. As far as are you talking on the radio? Yeah. So, <clears throat> back in my early career, when I first started, when I was on JYY, um, I would have a, a meeting on a Friday with, with my team, with my co-host, or the people who were on the show with me, and we would talk about all the things that we wanted to do the following week. And, and it got very cumbersome. It got very, it felt forced. So mm-hmm. we decided, tell you what, instead of meeting weekly, let's maybe keep the schedule a little bit looser, and we'll, we'll, we'll maybe, you know, do it mm-hmm. daily. So then we started doing it daily. And it started to still feel very forced. I mean, because if, if you're planning something for the next day, and this is just my philosophy, other, other morning shows do it differently. Mm-hmm. If you're planning something for the next day, and you're locked into that, what if something else happens that's better? Yeah. You know? There, there's spontaneity in, in creativity. Right. And that's one of the things, so, so, then, so then I met Tara, Tara Madison is my new co-host, and, mm-hmm. and I'm in love with her. Um, when, when we started working together about three years ago, one of the things that she kind of convinced me, she said, look, let's, let's just put our benchmark elements in, like we, we know we're going to do a, a Hollywood dirt, we know we're going to do a birthdays, we know we're going to do this, mm-hmm. let's, let's just put that in, but let's let the show breathe. Mm-hmm. And now the show, it's, it's very personality driven, but it's also very what's going on now driven. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're both on our social media and we're constantly looking at what people are talking about. Mm-hmm. So we're not locked into any one thing. And, and, and our listeners know that no matter what we're talking about, whether they love it, whether they're hanging on every word or they could give two craps about it, mm-hmm. they know that it's only going to be like a minute and a half to two minutes. True. They know that we're not going to be talking for a long time um, and we're going to play a lot of music. And I think, I really think it's the fact that I don't talk a lot mm-hmm. is what's made me popular because I play a ton of music in the morning. And, and parents know that it's safe. Parents know that they can listen to my morning show no matter what. And this has been my mantra since the beginning. Yep. They know that my show is going to be safe and they can listen to it with their kids on the way to school. Mm-hmm. And if we say something a little inappropriate, it's probably going to go over the kid's head, <laughs> which is what we do. Yeah. Um, but they know it's safe. That's they know good. that we're not going to get into potty humor or we're going to start talking about things that are going to make them blush. Yeah. And that's important because those, ride, those rides to school, you know, they just want to tune in yeah. and have that comfort or security knowing yeah. that, you know. A little bit of entertainment, some music. And yeah. that's it. I mean, the average commute for, for our listeners, because we're in New Hampshire, um, it's between 15 to 20 minutes. If we were in a major market like Boston, your commute's between 45 to an hour. Yeah. So obviously the content has to be bigger. Sure. You know? I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love New Hampshire is it, I can get a variety of fun things in. I don't have to stick to one idea, one thought. You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do this funny segment now, and our next segment, we'll do something completely different. Nice. You know? So, now, that freedom seems helpful in a way, yeah. but also, you know, for me, I picture myself, uh, okay, now I don't know what to say, or, or if I didn't have something planned. Okay. So how do you save, save it there? So it's funny that you should say that, because Tara and I were just talking about that the other day. Some of our best 
breaks, our best segments, just happen. They're not planned. Like, we will literally open the mic, and the two of us will just start talking about our lives, or just start, or, or, or we'll, we'll read something very quickly, and it'll spark yeah. this great conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that really comes with having a strong broadcaster on the other side of the mic with you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we both talked about that the other day. We, before this interview, I said, James, I don't want to talk a lot about Tara. <laughs> and we're talking about Tara. I love her. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and she really is a great counterpart. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's nice to have a good partner. It's, it, and, I know, and I know that in those times when I don't know what I'm going to do or if I fail or if I mess up, I know she's going to be there to catch me. Yeah. Vice versa. Same thing. You know what I mean? That's nice. And we do it with humor. I mean, the other day, I forget what happened. She, I, I had mentioned something. She was she was focused on something else while we were live, and she literally repeated the exact same thing that I just said. No. I'm like, wow, that's um, deja vu. Are you listening? Yeah. But, but that's the, and that's the chemistry we have. We right. laughed about it. That's Do you know great. what I mean? Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was just great. I mean, that's radio gold. That's cool. You know? Yeah. yeah. We 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 really do love working with each other. Do you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. what it is. Nice. Yeah. Um, you mentioned New Hampshire, and you know, I'm trying to find out what it, what is it about New Hampshire that people like, and and why are we here? And uh, so how is it unique to you? So that's a great question to someone like me because I'm from Massachusetts and I chose to move here. Yeah. Um, my goal when I first, so when I first started on radio in Boston and I was doing overnights weekends. Uh, I was doing, I was, uh, I was doing like 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Saturday nights and wow. Sunday nights. No, Friday and Saturday nights, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had mentioned to my, my uh, director at the time that I wanted to move to a more regular shift. And he said, well, you're going to have to go to a smaller market, like New Hampshire, Rhode Island, something like that, smaller market, get your feet wet, and then you'll come back. So a friend of mine had mentioned JYY in Concord. Mm-hmm. He said, it's a great station. It's a little station with a big heart. Um, you know, it's, it's got some great listeners. It plays some great music. Go there for a few years, and you'll come back. Well, 17 years later, <laughs> I never went back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, what is it about New Hampshire? New Hampshire, to me, when I first got here, I, I, it was the sense of community. Okay? It was the first thing that I fell in love with when I came to the Granite State. It's, mm-hmm. it's still got like the small town morals and values, but it's, it's, a, it's a big little state. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I loved the culture. I love the generosity of the Granite State. There's so many different fundraisers and so many organizations and groups. Um, it has all the same values that I grew up with. But the best part to me about living in Concord was I was still only an hour from Massachusetts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I was still close to, to where my family is. I mean, I was just in Boston last weekend, you know, oh, standing okay. up. Um, I'm still close to, to being able to go visit family. Mm-hmm. But this is where I call my home now. And That's I'm proud. Great. You know, my wife at the time was living um, in Massachusetts and with my, my stepson. And when I moved here and I started working on the radio, I called her. I'm like, you guys are moving here. <laughs> and, and she did. And it was just, you know, I mean, they came from the inner city. So it was a complete switch for them. Yep. Um, but they loved it. They embraced it. Never going back. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I love about the Granite State is the culture here. There, I mean, you do have... You've got Hispanic, you've got African American, you've got people from other countries. So mm-hmm. you've you've got this this whole melting pot. Yep. And and it's it's just it's great to me because you've just got such a mix of cultures. 
You know, and, and that's that spilled over into my weddings because of that. I've done Indian weddings, I've done Hispanic weddings, oh, I've wow. done African American, and, and and I've got a chance to learn about all their cultures, and I love it. That's great. You know what I mean? I've done Muslim weddings. I mean, it's just it's so much fun. Nice. You know, just to do things. Uh, it, 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 and that's you you. I mean, yes, you can get that in other states, but the this this state's gorgeous, man. Yeah. You, you know. This yeah. Is, yeah. And, and I could go on forever talking about it. Definitely. And, and the actual geographic location, a lot of people say you can get to the mountains in an hour, you can get to Boston Everything. in an hour, yeah. and the ocean in an hour. Seacoast, yep. So, I don't know what's west. Doesn't matter. We're here. <laughs> Keene. What's Keen. an hour? Yeah, Keene. Keene's Keen. Keen. cool. Yeah, Keene's good. <laughs> you got Keene State, you got the mountains out there, too. Yep. But I love it. And, and, and honestly, my family, when they come up to visit, they're like, I get it. They're like, I, I, see, why, I see why you moved here. Yep. You know? And I'm I'm really happy we developed a main street recently as we did, oh, it's and that beautiful. kind of brings together that whole community feel yeah. and you know yeah. the ability to get around down there and, and yeah. spend time down there. It's well, and they're great. not done too. I mean, I, I I sit on a couple of different boards, and there's mm-hmm. some great great things they're gonna be moving into Concord over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this city, it's 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 still growing. Nice. Years later, it's still growing, and there's some wonderful things on the way. I can't tell you about. <laughs> But Ooh, there are, secrets. There are some, yeah, I mean, there's just so many great groups that are moving in, and, and people from around the world, really, are watching what we're doing here in the capital. You know, not just politics. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of different organizations that are that are looking. Nice. Sounds good. Good to know. Yeah, man. Um, so, let's talk about the DJing a little bit more. Let's talk about it, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that, uh, you know, while working a full-time job on the radio... Uh, you also had some entrepreneurial spirit and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, um, went out there and, and put a little risk into it. And, Always. And so how'd you get started with that and, and what's the value in, in so, having your own thing? Well, the value is I am my own boss and I'm, I'm the con- you know, I control my destiny. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about uh, a while ago, just as far as, as monetary, as far as money, Nobody sets those goals but me, and mm-hmm. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And, and I, believe me, I'll put myself in the office and chew myself out if I don't reach my goals. <laughs> I really do. Um, how did I start? So my uncle, uh, actually, let me go even further back. My grandfather on my mother's side was an entertainer. He had a very great personality, a lot like um, <laughs> And he was funny. Uh, he did stand-up comedy. He, just, he, he was a performer. Um, my two uncles were both musicians. My mother, I don't, she had no music. She just had a great personality. Yeah. Uh, no, we get, that'll be another podcast about my mom. My mom had the, the, the most generous giving spirit of them all. And, and that's, that's where I get that from. Nice. Um, but mishmash all that together, and that's where I get everything that I stand for. Sure. So my, my uncle, who was a, a wedding musician for many, many years, came to me, and it was like the, maybe the, the early 90s, and he said, look, there's a new thing that I see everywhere. It's called mobile DJing. They call it disc jockeying, which I hate that. Term. You do? I hate disc jockey because <laughs> I'm not a disc jockey. Right. Um, he said, "Look, you need to get into this." And I said, "Uncle, why would you say that? You know what? You're you're a jazz musician. You, you you make a lot of money." He goes, "I can see the writing on the wall. I can see the future. The future of this industry is is the guy that can come in with a at that time." record player or a cassette player mm-hmm. and he said and he can play all the recorded music and he said I'd like to see my nephew do that Wow! and he stayed on me about it and then he eventually introduced me to a friend of his and who was a mobile DJ who was transitioning over from being a live musician to a mobile DJ 
and 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 that's kind of how it started, you know. And, and it started with just me, just doing little house parties, little block parties, little little things. Um, and, and then I, I I turned it into something bigger. It was nice that he had the foresight to see that he coming. He really did. He really did, and he's still with me, and and he still uh, he still asks. You know, he loves it when I call him. He's in his eighties now, and he loves it when I call him. Mm-hmm. And I tell him, hey, I I just did the. Uh, you know, the, the so-and-so hotel in Boston. Oh, I did that place. He, he loves to hear the stories. We're like, you know, two old soldiers swapping war stories. Yeah. Did he ever go with you on the early... No. On your early... No, no, no Early no. jobs? No? no? No. It was all you? It was all me, yeah. So that first one, man, that must have been pressure. Well, I mean, it was. I, I kind of... Well, the first one I did on my own was literally like a backyard... Mm-hmm graduation party barbecue so it it's was, a good segue yeah i mean it really wasn't a good it wasn't like a wedding or anything like that and then um and i, I eventually started doing bigger and bigger things when i did a friend of mine the first wedding i ever did was probably the wildest wedding i ever did um it was the groom loved country he was like very hillbilly outback redneck country and his bride was from chile Wow. So, so my first how did, ever. How did you mix that? I just did it. <laughs> I just did like I didn't think about it, and 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 it was mostly personality where I said, "Hey, all right, you know, hey, uh, you know, uh, Latinos and Latinas on the dance floor now," and then came out, and then I play like you know, redneck woman or something like that. Right. Um, and by the end of the party, what I had to do is I had to find a middle ground. Yep. So I mean, I'd play all the the, the you know the Hispanic music, and then I'd play the country music, and 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 the dance floor would just keep switching. And then what my job as the entertainer is to find something that's the middle ground. Nice. And I don't remember what it was, but uh, but I found it. Alcohol helps. <laughs> I'd like to thank Liquid Courage. Uh, as the night goes on, people just really want to have a good time. That's um, awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was fun. That's you know? cool. That was my there's, first wedding. There's a certain confidence that, that you have. Uh, and especially, I think a lot of it comes from experience you know, right. with on the radio and that kind of thing. But to a lot of other people, it, you know, a lot of this would seem daunting. The yeah. the segments on the radio, the you're running someone's wedding. I mean, that's a crucial part of someone's Absolutely. life. There's a lot uh, of stress behind that. Tom. So can you talk about the stress, the pressure, and the confidence maybe that you so, have to get through that? So I believe in, and I, and I train a lot of new DJs who work with me, um, a lot of guys, and I'm told this to you. I believe in having a bag of tricks, okay? Um, and what a bag of tricks is, it's, it's tried and true elements, it's tried and true theories that you know that you've done at a party or something that you know you've done on the radio that's worked. And you go back to that, that trick and you reach in your bag and you pull it out and you're like, I know this worked last time, it's going to work now. Mm-hmm. But you modify it. Obviously, your wedding is different, this segment on the radio is different than the other one. But, but you know what works. Okay? And, and as you continue on and you keep doing doing more things, you discover new tricks. You're like, wait a minute, that works. I take risks, you know what I mean? Um, They're calculated risks. I know, for example, if I'm gonna try something at a wedding, before I try it, I have something that I'm gonna quickly jump into if it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, if I'm gonna try some sort of new dance, dance craze that's out there, it's gonna work, I'll leave it on. If it doesn't, I've I've already got the cha-cha slide ready to go. You know, same thing on the radio. I, I, I've got my tried and true methods, things that, that I've done, that I've got ready in my back pocket to pull out at any second if this new idea doesn't work. And that's, that's basically how I roll. You know? and, and that's as a broadcaster and even a DJ, that's what you have to do. You have to be willing to try new things, 
willing to explore to get out there and try new things and, and have fun. And, and that's what, honestly, that's why I've been doing this for almost 30 years because I'm always trying to think of something new. It's, it's never been daunting. It's mm -hmm. never been boring. It's never been the same thing over and over again. I could do in a weekend five weddings and every one of them are different, you know? Um, but, but I've always got different bags of tricks. Obviously, as the years have gone on, my bag's getting a little fuller, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that's, that's really what it's at. I'm noticing a lot of things are like that. You're practicing the tradition of something yeah. and those that bag of tricks, but you're also trying to be really innovative and learn new things and, mm -hmm. and risk, you know. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing too, <clears throat> don't ever be afraid to learn. Um, I mean, there are still DJs. I follow a lot of different DJ blogs and a lot of different DJ videos. Um, and, and I kind of look at their ideas a lot. I'm like, oh, maybe he's tried that. Let me, let me try this. Same thing with radio broadcasting. You know, I'm like, okay, this, this guy has done this. I mean, like I said, one of, one of the people that I really, really look up to in the radio industry is Howard Stern. And I think he's one of the best interviewers in the world. Um, and there's a lot of things that he do, he does, that I, I don't want to say imitate, but, but I have the same spirit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just how he's very open, very honest. You know, uh, he does his homework, but he doesn't really write any questions down. He just kind of writes down an idea or a thought, mm -hmm. and then he goes with it. You know, bag of tricks. Nice. This question bombs, have another question ready to go. I'll have to check him out a little more. Oh, he's great. He, yeah. really, he really is. The I remember best. him from back in the day. But... Yeah. He's mellowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely mellowed, but he is absolutely, uh, he, he, is, he is one of the most curious people on the planet. Yeah. And the people that he interviews, he genuinely has questions for them. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And he, he has a way of, I mean, I've, I've studied his whole method. He has a way of catching his guests off guard. So basically what he does is he'll throw a question at you and as you're answering it, he hits you with a right hook and with another question and your, your, your guard is down because you're, you're thinking about answering that question. Right. Wow. You know? And it's great. You nice. Know? And, and he just, I mean, the man's almost 70. Right. He's, he's still, still doing it. He's still, but he's still innovating the industry. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, he really is the best. Cutting edge. Yeah. Now, what about the energy it takes to to be on? You know, because you know when you're when the mic is on, when you're on air, yeah. uh, when you're on the mic at a wedding, does that take a lot out of you? Is Absolutely. it stressful? Yeah, not stressful. Um, it's therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Good example is um, this is the slow time of year for mobile DJing. I haven't DJed a, a party since New Year's Eve, and it's March now. Um, I've got all this pent up energy oh, nice. that I need to like <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get out. I, I feel like that dog that just has it's winter and the dog's been inside and wants to get yeah. out and run. Yeah. That's how I feel. Right. It, legit. I, I can't wait to it's get It's like back the creative the... muscle needs yeah, to be it needs to worked out a little. Get out there. Yeah. And, uh, I did a little mini gig last night, but it just it wasn't uh, I wasn't more I wanted more. Yeah. Um but it, it's, that's something that I've always been able to switch on and switch off. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I'm, I'm very. When I'm not on, I know I'm not on. I'm how do you kidding. How do you do that though? I, I, that I can't tell you, James. I don't know. It's one of those things. It's just a switch. Mm -hmm. You know, once I get the mic, I mean, look at that. I got the mic in front of me, and I'm performing it's right now. It's go time. Um, I, it's just it's one of those things. I, I get. I, I'm gonna say I probably get that from my grandfather. Mm -hmm. You know, I never met my grandfather. Either one of them. But I've heard many many stories about him, and they said he was very entertaining and outgoing, just like me. Um, but I, I, I can't explain that. Hmm. I really can't. It's just something that it comes and goes. And believe me, when I'm, when I'm doing a gig, yeah, all my energy, all my focus is on it. When I'm on the radio, all my energy, all my focus. Hmm. And then when I'm off, I'm napping. <laughs> I'm taking a nap. <laughs> when you walk away from a radio, radio show, are yeah. you feeling 
I'm exhausted. Spent, yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and a lot of times, especially for the radio, um, you're not done. Once your show is over a 10, radio has changed over the years. It's, it, there, there are now less people doing more jobs. So I get off the radio and, and I'm doing commercial production, I'm doing public service announcements, I'm doing creative imaging, which is all those sweepers and whatnot that play in between the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I still am doing research and prep for things that I might want to do the next day. Oh, like I said, bag of tricks, always have something ready to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, even when I'm tired, I still have to push through it, yeah. you know? And here's the thing, everybody's gonna be like, yeah, okay, Nazzy, I do not drink coffee. I None? Do, no, no, this is, this is, this is um, tea, caffeine-free tea with honey. That's it. That's all this, this is, is right. all your natural energy. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the taste of coffee. I don't like hot beverages. I don't drink soda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is just my natural. I, 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 okay. Well, thank my ADD. There it is. Thank my ADHD. Yeah. That's, that's what well, we can thank your DNA. And you mentioned, yeah. you know, some of your family. Um, can you talk a little bit more about your parents? Your mom had that giving spirit, you know, she's very uh, generous. My mom. So both of my parents have passed. Um, they passed three years apart from each other and they both had different forms of cancer. Um, my mom was kind of remember that did you ever see Ace Ventura Pat Detective yes. the first one love it remember that that first scene when we meet Ace Ventura and he's in his living room and all the animals are there and he's like come to me yes. gentle creatures yes, totally and, and all of these animals gather that was my mom wow. my mom was like the uh, the Pied Piper of, of sick and, and homeless animals they would come to her because they knew that she had that generous spirit they knew that she wasn't going to we had so many cats that were feral cats <laughs> that she would take in the house and turn into domestic cats. And I'm like, Ma, you, you, that's a barn cat. You can't take <laughs> it in the, the house, cats. Ma. The cat doesn't want to be patted. And before I knew it, the cat was sleeping on her lap. Oh, you know what I mean? That's that's what my mom was. Um, even when my mom, she had breast cancer that had metastasized into brain cancer and, and different forms of cancer, lung cancer. Even when she only had a few months left, she was still helping out different organizations and groups. Um, really? She believed she, she helped our temple. Um, she helped out other families who were going through cancer and everything. We're like, Mom, it's you. You got it. Right. Um, and 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 her her spirit was, what more can I do? How can I help? How else can I help? How can I give? Hmm. You know, because she wanted to be. Her thing was, she knew you know life was short, but she wanted to be remembered as somebody who helped out and made a difference. You know, hmm. and that's that's the way she was. My dad was the same way. He had the same nature, but he was also a workaholic. My dad, um, he owned, at one time, he owned three gas stations. Oh, wow. And they were nowhere near each other. They were all like an hour away from each other in Massachusetts. Um, and he he would work every day, all day. Um, I remember my mom used to tell me stories of my dad would put in, you know, a full shift at one gas station, drive to the next one an hour away, and then he'd have to like pull over on the side of the highway and take a nap. Oh, really? Before he'd make it to the third one, all in one day. Um, it's, did then, you grow up pumping gas? I did. You did. I did. Uh, from the time I could add, I think I was about nine or ten. Yep. And I was at the gas pumps. Nice pumping. Uh, we had one gas station in Salem, Mass. That I think I was. Oh my God! My dad gave me my first car, and I'm like, "This is the coolest thing." He goes, "Yeah, now get to work. Now you can drive to Salem." <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, that's great. Thanks, Dad. Um, yeah, I, I ran the gas station in Salem, and and uh, that's cool. Yeah, and I would, I would leave high school. I think I was a senior, 
I would leave school and I'd drive right there every day. And I'd be working there till 11 p.m., go home, go to school the next day, and come back. You but, know, that that's a job that yeah. you're actually getting a really good read on the community. Absolutely. Someone's coming in saying hello, and, yeah. and you can either do that job really poorly or you can have a nice conversation, make someone feel great about taking off and yeah. fill in their tank. And yeah. so I can see how that kind of played a part in, yeah. you know, getting the heartbeat of the town. That you don't true. think about it, but it really is. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. I'm, I made a lot of great friendships of people that I'm still friendly with. Oh, nice. You know, I mean, eventually we had to sell off the gas stations because it just financially didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even after my dad passed away, I owned a gas station for oh, really? six years. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, I did. Nice. Um, that was my dad's goal. He wanted my brother and I to own a gas station. We said, no, 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 no. He yep. got his wish. Wow. For about six years. It oh. was not fun. And I was still living here in New Hampshire. Yep. So I was driving, I was DJing, I was working on the radio and driving down, wow. taking care of uh, book work and employees. We had people who worked for us and who yep. were the manager, but uh, we gracefully sold it. There you go. It was time to go. Huh. It, it was just too much. Yep. You know, and, and, and financially it wasn't making sense because we were paying all these people, so finally we had to sell it. Hmm. But, but I mean, like I said, we, we get gifts from everybody we meet, including our parents. And, and the gifts that I got from my from my dad, my strong work ethic, you know, my not being afraid, afraid to get my hands dirty, not being afraid to try new things, not being afraid to to expand and grow. Um, he, I mean, there were, uh, he taught me a lot of lessons about um, employees, having people work for you. And one thing I'll never forget, he said, never, you know, surround yourself by people who have like-minded, um, thoughts like you know who are like-minded mm-hmm. um and and make sure they're willing to work for you just as hard as you are and that's i mean that's great advice and mm-hmm. everybody who worked for my dad that's basically what they were oh wow you know um and my mom she said don't ever be afraid to to give back even if you get nothing out of it even if you receive nothing after that mm-hmm. never be afraid to give back i like that message yeah it's the giving without expectation yeah. and and I noticed you doing a lot of things in the community. Can you talk about some of the things that you're out there? How much time we got? We only got ten minutes. <laughs> um, oh my goodness! So what's what's the newest thing I'm doing? So oh, I've got so many different things. I mean, I'm involved in the SPCA. I'm involved in um, oh my goodness, it goes on and on. Uh, make a wish. Okay, all right. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you about one thing we have coming up. And here's a plug because I'm, I'm I'm trying to raise some money. Uh, make a wish, New Hampshire. Rafting for wishes. Have you heard of this? No. This is fun. So coming up July 19th and 20th, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be in Meredith, um, right there in Meredith Bay, Heskey Park. Yeah. And we're going to be on a raft in the middle of Meredith Bay on Winnipesaukee. Broadcasting? For, yes, for 24 hours. No. Now, unfortunately, I won't be able to be there for 24 hours because I have a wedding on Saturday, so I'll be there like the first 12 hours. Yeah. So what the money does is it goes back to Make-A-Wish, New Hampshire, and it helps kids... Uh, who are dealing with maybe chronic illness. It doesn't have to be chronic. It, that was my biggest misconception about Make-A-Wish. I thought it was kids who were going to pass away. I did but, too, yeah. but it's not necessarily. It's not. It's it's maybe kids who really need this mm-hmm. to, to help them get through it. Example, a um, good friend of ours, Parrish Mahoney, um, he has cerebral palsy. And he got his wish was to meet Tom Brady and Gronk. And he did. Wow. Through Make-A-Wish. Nice. You know what I mean? Um, so we're raising money to help make these wishes come true. And okay. I'm very proud to be part of this. And my goal is $300, and you can get to my Facebook page, and you can donate whatever you want, uh, and help you meet my goal of $300. Uh, so we have a pretty media team, and okay. we're called the uh, Radio Wave Runners. 
Okay. See the little double unpacker yes, right there? Yes, yes. Um, and, and really all you do is you sit on a raft and there's food and there's entertainment. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the raft and it's really not that far out. It's maybe like 20 feet off the shore. Yep. Um, and they have another little raft, all these little rafts attached to it and a couple of them have little bathrooms in them. So, and, But people don't even stay on the raft. You can go swimming. You okay. I mean? Yeah, I was wondering what the water temperature will be yeah, around then. July. Be, yeah, yeah it's, it's hopefully right it'll be warm, warm yeah, enough. It should be. <laughs> uh, but even on land, like even if you don't want to go out on the raft, yep. there's tons of stuff going on on the land. Oh, cool. Movies and there's entertainment. Food. Food. And, I mean, there's just there's it, there's so much going on. That's so great. I'm very proud to to be part of that. Nice. You know, make a wish, New Hampshire. Um, what else? Uh, Tara and I are huge supporters of Go Red for Women. You know, women's health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know um, what else? American Cancer Society. I, I could go on, man. Okay. I could go on all the all the different organizations. Yep. The uh, the Poor DJ Fund. So if you'd like to donate, no, I'm just <laughs> so you get a lot of that from your mom, though it seems, yeah. and a lot of that give back. I'm That's cool. Something, yeah. No, cool. It's true. So what's next? Are you you know trying to? Uh, I, I, looking forward with the DJ business this spring. You know what do you have upcoming, and, so, and what else are you looking forward to? So we're getting. We're gearing up for a pretty busy spring. Mm-hmm. We've got a bunch of gigs um, lined up. What's next? I would really like to expand my business um, by a few DJs. Right now, the thing that's killing me, I only have a few guys who work for me because it's all about trust. Mm-hmm. You have to trust the guys who are on your team, like my dad told me. Sure. So there's there's only a small circle of people that I do trust who I work with. I'm, I'm going to start looking for even more people Okay. because right now, I'm only about three or four DJs deep, which means if if number five calls me up, I have to tell her no. Mm-hmm. And it drives me crazy to say, I'm sorry, I can't take your money because I have nobody to DJ for you. Right. Um, I'd like to expand slowly. I don't I don't want to go too big. I don't want to get too big too fast. Just slowly grow and, and make sure I get some quality DJs on, on my team. Hmm. So I think that's next. That's that's my my goal over the next couple of years. Cool. You know, to expand and maybe buy a couple more DJ setups. Um, I'm constantly updating my equipment, and that's something you're going to have to do too. Man. Sure, sure. I always have to upgrade. Yeah. Don't rely on it forever. You know, yeah. there's always newer and better, more sleek and smaller stuff coming out. Yep. You know. So you must have to go out with these DJs and kind of, or or train them or watch what they're doing. Yeah. How do you do that? So a lot of the guys that work for me, um, I've seen in action, and they didn't know they were being watched. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll be at a gig, and mm-hmm. they're in the room next to me. And I'll go in and I'll be like, hey, you know, and one of the things that I really look for is customer service. Okay. What I mean by that is if you're just behind the table spinning music, that's great. And I'm sure you're an awesome DJ, but we go above and beyond that. You know, we're constantly checking in. You guys having a good time? You know, we're talking to the bride and making, is there anything else we can do right now for you guys to make your day great? Um, That's, it's, it's all about making memories sure you know playing music is definitely important and we're all about that mm-hmm. but it's making memories and the whole experience we want people to go away and say look not only was I the greatest party he was the greatest DJ mm-hmm. and that's that's what I'm looking for um, and most of the people I have working for me not most all of them have the same philosophy you nice yeah. yeah it's a lot about how you how you make people feel yeah. how they feel when it's over like the, you know yeah and I guess that plays its part in the radio too how do people walk away from your show and into their work day and all that kind of stuff. Well, the radio is a little different because we have what are what are called um, Arbitron ratings. 
And I don't know if we have we ever talked about the arbitrage rating. I don't think so. So arbitrage ratings. Uh, I'll give you the little fifty cent uh, um, description of what it is. Mm-hmm. So basically, what they do um, during certain parts of the year, four times a year, uh, this company they're called Arbitron, they send out little diary books, and they look like little notebooks, and they have different questions, and they send them out to just random people in random areas um, around the state. Okay, and then when you open the book, you are now part of the survey. And it asks you, okay, what station you listen to, how long you listen for. It asks you personal questions. What do you do for a living? How much money do you make? Uh, do, 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 do. And you hold on to this book for the entire ratings period. And it gets a little annoying because they call you every day. Are you feeling in your book? Are you doing? And you do get paid. I think you get like 5 or $10, which really isn't even that much. Right. Um, so by like halfway through, people are saying, stop calling me. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. But for those that do muscle it up and make it to the end, they mail their diaries back. And this company compiles all the data. They put everything together, and we subscribe to the service. And we and, and that's how you find out what radio station is number one, who they're listening to, what DJs they're listening to. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's 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 how we figure it out. And, and on that, that's what we base our advertising ratings on. You know, obviously the number one listened to show is the morning show, mm-hmm. and we know that we have the data to back it up. Um, it doesn't sound like the truest, most honest way to do it, but I don't know any other way of doing so it. So there are other ways. And like I said, that's a different podcast altogether. Yeah. They're just not available in the Granite State. This yeah. is the only one that's available in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, now with online listening, it's not as reliable, but we can see how many people are listening to us and how many people are reacting with our Facebook and our social media. Yeah. Uh, but once again, that's that's not accurate because you could you could listen to us, you could download our app, mm-hmm. and it says that you've listened to us for eight hours, but that's not necessarily true. I see. Do you know what I mean? Right. You, you yeah. might have just turned it on and walked away. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's hard to get the actual engagement. Exactly. But um, that's what we have in the Grand State. In, in other states, they have other ways of doing it. It's a little more accurate, but we're not we're not in New Hampshire. We're not there yet. <laughs> Different podcast altogether, James. Well, that might be one of the things we're, that makes New Hampshire great, you know, yeah. is that we're, we're quick to get to some things and slower to get to others. I, I, and honestly, that's very true. Yeah. I mean, it's it's there's a lot of good old-fashioned values here in the Grand State that I value. You know, yeah. and that's that's what I like about it. Nice. We're not quick to jump on trends. We're not quick to jump right. into silly, crazy things. Yeah. You know, I like that. Cool. Yeah. Well, since you know music so well, I wanted to ask you about uh, about some songs that you would play in particular situations. I'm hoping you can help me out here. All right. Are you ready? Well, let's do it, man. Okay. Let's throw it down. So. Test it. I'm on a romantic date. What song do I ask Alexa to play? <laughs> All right. Now I'm gonna throw it back at you. What are your intentions on that date? Just to, is it a first date? Is it are we looking to get some bounce chicka bounce bounce going on? I mean, where where are we going with this date? This is a first date. We want to get close, but you know, nothing nothing too close. All right, then I would throw on some. Um, I mean, maybe some John Legend. You know, John Legend's good. Michael Bublé. I mean, these are crooners. You know, you've got uh, Sam Smith. Smooth. Yes, yeah, so some smooth songs. Maybe maybe a little bit of. Uh, well, you see, you don't want to go into jazz because once you start going into jazz. That's when you go vertical or horizontal. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yes, no, yes. Um, I would just say some 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 light stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those sound good. Yeah. I'm liking what Sam Smith is doing. Sam yeah. Smith's doing some good stuff. Yep. Yeah. All right. Now I'm at a New Year's party. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yep. Break it down. Totally different. Yeah. What do I want to hear? Are we drinking? What's what, a song? What I want are we a song. Doing? Are, are we, yeah, uh, man. This is a real party. Oh, all right. So you, you got to throw down some Uptown Funk into some Earth, Wind, and Fire, some September. You know, I'm reading the vibe. Now, it depends on the age of the crowd. If we're talking people your age, I bring some current stuff. 
Um, our parents' age, that's when we'd start maybe doing some 60s and 70s. You know, it's depending on the crowd. Got to know your Okay, well, you're getting too general. I need one song. Uptown Funk. Okay. Let's do some Uptown <laughs> Funk, man. That'll do it. Can't go wrong. Okay, this one's a little bit more serious, but an, an old friend just passed away. And what's a song that I could listen to that will help me, you know, kind of grieve that moment? And... That's actually, that's very private. And, and I'll tell you why, because I have done a couple of Celebration of Life ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've got one coming up in a few, oh, wow. a few weeks. Um, it's very private. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, you could go with the safe Dust in the Wind. You could go with the safe Father, Son. Um, but there are a lot of songs that were maybe special to you and the friend. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't have to be a slow song. So, I mean, yours, your song could have been the Proclaimers 500 Miles. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that yeah. because that was your song. Sure. You know, so before I go out and, and do that event, I really get to the bottom of it. Okay. You know? Smart. Yeah, man. Everybody, there, there's no cut and dry answer when it comes to that. Okay. Yeah. I'm working out at the gym. Yeah, baby. What's what's a good song to have on the playlist? Ozzy. Ooh. Rock. Gotta yep. do some Ozzy. Iron Man. Maybe some Metallica. You want, depending on your workout. Okay? So if you're, True. If you're pumping iron... You want some some loud some rock. rock music, but if you're doing cardio, if you're on the treadmill, if you're on the stairmaster, yeah. maybe some techno. Yeah, something know. with some rhythm. Yeah, something something with like an 130 beat per minute type thing. Oh, Keep wow. your heart rate up. Yeah, man. You're, you're even tuned into that. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, that's you gotta be tuned into Never that. Thought of that. <laughs> so so earlier I did say that I'm not a good mixer. Yeah. But the beauty of this industry is you're always learning. You can get around it. And but but I'm I'm, I'm trying. Yep. to be a better mixer. I'm oh, trying cool. to blend beats and I'm trying to find songs. Oh, that that's are... cool. Yeah, man. Good. Uh, I'm on a road trip behind the wheel. What's a great song to have? Oh, there we go. Um, okay, for me, it would be Spice Girls. <laughs> you serious? My love. I'm, I'm all about the old school <laughs> Spice Girls. Um, for me, you know, maybe the 90s and 2000s. So, so uh, you know, depending on where you're going, if you, if you go to Atlantic City, you got to bust out with some biggie. I was gonna say it could daddy. be like Highway to Hell, depending on where you go. This is true. <laughs> if you're going to like visit an in-law that you don't want to see, Highway to Hell, Biggie, Puff Daddy, uh, I love those. You know what I mean? Yep. You, you want the pump-up songs. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you maybe even go more old school, like Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's Delight. Yeah. Depending on your mood. I wonder. Depending on what song is playing in the car, yeah. that has to affect the speed at which you drive. That's the thing. <laughs> See, that's why I'm trying to keep the beats per minute down to about 98, 99. You okay. don't want to be too fast. Okay, smart. You Good. know? <laughs> All right. Well, actually, I just turned 39 years old uh, a couple weeks ago, but someone that just turned 40 years old. What's a what's a you know good midlife? Let's song. go back to Dust in the Wind. Oh come no. on, <laughs> come on, let's do <laughs> midlife. Back it up a little bit. Oh my goodness, I mean there there are a lot of songs for that. I'm trying to think. So, um, depending on what you're into. So you, I know you're into rock. So for you, I'd give you maybe a little bit of Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. Oh, wow, eighties. Yeah, man, I know you're into Living that. on a Prayer. That's good. Or, or maybe uh, you know you got to celebrate it. You're, you're going to turn 40. Oh, totally. It's not a, it's not a bad thing. I mean, nope. when I turn 40, that's, you know, you have a party. Um, I'd maybe do some Def Leppard, pour some sugar or something. Okay. Something fun. Yep. Something that kind of brings you back, reminiscent of growing up as a teenager. Yeah. Something exciting like that. That music from your teenage years yeah, is the stuff that'll get you. Yeah. It sticks with you. Yeah. Sticks, too. Sticks. Oh, sticks. I like sticks. All right. Uh, a little more general here. What's a band that you recommend people listen to? Maybe one that's under the radar. Or like it could a be, local band? No, it could be a popular one too that you um, that you just feel is doing it 
really well. Um, I know it's going to be weird, but and he's a friend of mine, but have you ever heard of the Eric Grant Band? No. He's local. Um, okay. And he's, he, he's a little country, a little pop, a little Americana, um, but he brings a great vibe. Nice. Yeah, and I like him. And then there's another gentleman. His name is Dusty Gray, another local guy. Know him. Um, he's great. I love his energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got some great, fun tunes. Cool. Um, I mean, these are two local bands that are just... And they're not under the radar. They're both very popular bands. Yeah. I mean, Dusty Gray himself, he went to Nashville, um, and he did a little bit of songwriting out there, and he did a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. now he's back here, and he's performing. Um, I mean, these guys are great. So get around and see these guys. Yeah. Any of them coming on your show? Or have they been? Well, yeah, ever? we don't. We really, unfortunately, we Don't-tune. really don't do that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, I mean, we don't. We don't spotlight a lot of local music. Mm-hmm. Um, we we play national, you know, sure. commercial music. Yeah. Um, if these guys ever get signed by a major label, they're on. There I'll you tell go. you. Yeah. I, oh. Although I have had Dusty Gray on my show. Oh, I've okay. had him before to talking about. He does a lot of stuff at the Boys and Girls Club. So I've had him on talking about that. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm not sure if you read much with all the stuff that you got going on, but do you have a book that you could recommend? Okay, so if my wife was here, she'd say Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, the book that is on my list, and it's funny you should say that, um, is The Secret. And I don't know if you've read The Secret. I don't but, think I have. Uh, have you heard of it? Yes. Yeah. It's, I, I need, everybody that I've talked to mm-hmm. said, you need to read The Secret, Nazi. You need to read I'm like, well, tell me what The Secret is. They're like, no. <laughs> I can't. I'm like, Look, I don't have, have time read to read a whole book. Like, well, we can't tell you in ten seconds. Um, I want to read the secret. That's There's been so many people talking about it and how it's changed their lives and it's helped guide them and it's helped put them in the right direction. Yep. Um, that's that's definitely there. I mean, I've got it. It's it's sitting on my iPad right now. I downloaded it. Oh, nice. Um, I just I haven't had the time. You yep. know, once I get in bed. Because my day is so long and crazy, yeah. once I get in bed and I start reading, it's maybe three sentences in. Yeah, <sighs> that happens to me a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'll get that one. Though. The secret. All right. Yeah. A movie or documentary, other than Ace Ventura, don't give that again. Uh, that you think people should watch? Are we talking? What kind? What are we talking? You gotta come up with one, man. You are can't. Because all right. So here's my thing. I. I, I tend to stay away from movies that, that make me feel things. I stay away from ah. serious movies. What does that say about Nazi? It says that I don't have time to get in touch with my feelings. <laughs> it's uh, only an hour and a half, brother. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm all about the Avengers and Marvel and Star Wars and all those things. I love. In fact, last night I saw Captain Marvel. Go see it. It's amazing. It's awesome. Okay. Guys and girls will love it. It's great. Okay. Um... God, what was the last serious movie I watched? It doesn't have to be serious either, know. but... Uh, I mean, we... I will tell you this. Because I have such limited time, if I have a chance to go to the movies with my son, mm-hmm. I go. Yep. I mean, we've seen the Lego movie 2 twice now. Yep. We've seen the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> um, so, that's... Unfortunately, those, those are probably the movies that are on my radar. Yeah. You know what I mean? The kids' yeah. movies. That's what I've been doing, too. Yeah. See, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, just to spend time with my son. That's cool. So that's it. Yeah. The Lego movie, too, was good. It was fun. I liked yeah. it. It's, it's a lot of action. Yes. So, you know, it's it's always on. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, what is a gift that you have given or received that you feel, you know, really, that you really enjoyed? So... This is going to sound totally corny. And I was actually just thinking about this the other day. 
the the best gift. We had a lot of loss all at once. My mom passed away, then my dad passed away three years later, and then my mother-in-law, whom I was very close to, my wife's mom, passed away. All within a three-year span. We had a lot of loss. We lost a friend. Um, we had a lot, a lot of loss. And then in 2010, when my son was born, he came at the right time. Hmm. So the best gift, you know what I'm going to say? The best gift ever <laughs> is my son. Yeah. And, and any time I send a card to my wife, on her birthday or anniversary or anything. Mm -hmm. And I even do thank my wife on my son's birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. I yep. mean, I know it sounds corny, but, nice. but the greatest gift I ever received was my son. And, and believe me, there are times that he tests that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, dude, go to bed. What? Or, or in the middle of the night, Daddy, I had a bad dream. I'm like, dude, I have to be up in an hour. Get out of here. You are my bad dream. Yeah, right? Dude, right? Um, but I, I really, I really am grateful. So to my wife, my wife gave me the greatest gift. Yeah. And know? he came at the right time. He just you're dealing with some stuff at the perfect, perfect time. Yeah. And I really feel that he embodies um, a little bit of everybody who left us. Mm -hmm. You know, even his name has his name is Sean S E A N, yeah. and every letter of his name is a connection to okay. the people that we lost. Yeah, nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's I with my mom, her name was Sandy. No, he's got the S, you know, for Sean. That's good. So he really is the greatest gift. That's cool, man. Yeah, good answer. Sure. It's not corny. I, I don't think it's corny. I don't know. I don't tell many between my wife and I and now the world. <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, well, I'm going to have to call it there. Okay. That's the show. That's it, baby. Thanks Thank for you. coming on, man. Yeah. Where can people connect with you online other than the Facebook so we've got my Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I've got Instagram, the real Nazi Naz. I've got Twitter, the real Nazi Naz. Um, Facebook, I've got my DJ, my Nazi Entertainment Facebook. Um, tap me on the shoulder while I'm out the 99 eating. I mean, you can. I'm not hard to find. Okay. And um, when is your radio show actually on? So we are Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Okay. And I'm also on Saturday by myself, 6 to 10. Okay. Yeah. That's is it. that pre-recorded? Are you there on Saturday? You, look, look, you can't. Is ask, that against the rules? You can't Sorry, ask, that... we we can't totally pull back. The <laughs> we need some mystique okay. there. I know. You know what? Tell you what. Really, really quick. Yes, yeah, Saturdays are recorded, oh. and 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 it's okay because we have the technology. Radio has come yeah. very very far, where where we now have the technology to pre-record. Yeah. And the reason why is because you have multiple DJs. Who are on multiple stations? Yep. And there's no way that they can. <laughs> how pull. is this happening? Yeah, like how, I just heard him here. How is he now in Nashua? Um, the technology is there. Yep. Radio has really, really come a long way where you can pre-record. I mean, we have people who aren't even in the market who are on our radio station. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have a DJ who lives in Maine who's on our radio station at night. Yeah. You know, so yeah. the technology is there. So yes. Cool. I don't but, want you to be in there on a Saturday anyway. Exactly. I'm working. <laughs> but during the week, I am 100% live. Yeah. I promise. Cool. We love it. Yeah, man. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, this is Jimmy Thorpe for Breathe Upon Waking. The next time you wake up, don't forget to breathe. However, Nazi, I think you've probably signed off from a couple of shows. Once or twice. In, do you well, think you can sign us off? You, you want to hear my signature sign off? Yeah. It's my signature, and I believe it. I said, end of the show, gotta go. Till next time, be safe, stay out of trouble. And as always, here's the important part. Think positive, positive will happen. Nice. Peace. Oh, I love it. Thanks, Nazi. You got it, brother. First.